the vibe check. I passed the vibe check. Hey guys, Slow Chemical here. Uh, I decided to do another episode as a follow-up. I'm probably just going to have it be a part two. Because um, I really don't want to talk about this and mix it with the rumble. Um, I just don't want to do that. Just being honest, I just don't. It's just uh, such a negative thing. Um, so I'm not going to do that. So anyways... Um, I've had some time, after 20, it's been two, over 24 hours now, more like 35 hours since the whole situation happened and every, well, since everything came out through the Wall Street Journal and now it's a lawsuit and um, I actually woke up this morning and I said to myself, okay, read those messages again. So just to give you guys some insight on how I think, just me being honest as a African-American or black guy, whatever you want to call it, what's the, whatever the right words are. Uh, in, in America, um, there's certain words that trigger me, certain, certain words that don't trigger me. Whenever I hear someone take a payout, it triggers me. Because we all know, just whether we want to talk about this or not, this is this is a part of the culture of this world. Um, some cultures get treated better than other cultures, and the perception is uh, different for, for a lot of cultures. So my mind yesterday was kind of like, well... She signed an NDA, and she got paid out. What more is she looking for? Because if you think about it, Vince McMahon was already canceled because he sold the company to his friend, thinking his friend was going to put him back in power. And his friend said, nah, muchacho, I have bigger plans for this, and you can't be a part of him because you're toxic. You are nuclear. So his friend already kind of canceled him. Then I woke up this morning, and I said, you know what? Let me reread those text messages. And I'm going to give you some real talk here. When I first read those messages, I laughed. Because I'm reading them in the voice of Vince McMahon in my head. And I'm like, I can see him saying this. I don't know why I can see him saying it, but I can. And the second time I read them, and I thought to myself, this person, this woman, she sub, she put, she made the lawsuit herself. She went to, Everyone knows about it. Everyone knows what she looks like. She's not hiding from this. She's going all the fuck in. And I started thinking to myself, how many victims do that? If every victim could be anonymous, they would. But that's just not the way this country works. You know, eventually you have to uh, come out, uh, whether it's in court or whatever, you have to face uh, uh, the person you're accusing. And so I was sitting there, I was like, man, I don't, I said this, I said this yesterday on yesterday's show, or today, uh, if you guys probably heard today, I said, man, not many people are going to put out there these text messages, F, F, they are events, admitting that you were shit on, they ran trains on you. Like, no, not many people own this lifestyle. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you guys something. I'm going to be 100%, uh, I'm, I'm going to be 100%, um, real with you guys. Um, I've, I, I've worked in a lot of interesting environments, strip clubs, swingers houses. I've seen a lot of shit that a lot of people would not admit to in public. So, and I meant shit literally and figuratively. Trust me, this woman's not putting herself out there. For no reason. She knows how she feels. And now, and here's the thing. The same thing that happened with Diddy. 
Diddy, if he would have settled that lawsuit with Cassie before instead of like claiming um, whatever his innocence or whatever, if he was if he would sell that immediately, oh, then the 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 the, 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 the rain the storm wouldn't have come on on him the way it did. But he was defiant, and then all of a sudden after he was defiant, money came out. Millions, Diddy's a billionaire, so thirty million is nothing to him, right? And so whatever it was, I'm just throwing a number out there. But that's when the, the floodgates open. Because he was being defiant. Mr. Man opened these floodgates. And think about this. Think about how many women have been now been paid off. Um, the the for, former wrestler, um, referee, excuse me. She went 30 years with no one believing her story. She, she filed a salt suit. Got her money. She knows that justice could, probably could never really be um, served. So the payout's probably the best thing she'll ever get. Because it's been so long. Um, but she saw this. And now Vince has opened these floodgates for paydays. But this woman seems to want more. This woman seems to want him to be in jail. And after reading those text messages again, I read them five to six times. Not joking. And trust me, let me make this perfectly clear. I would love to sit here and tell you I read them because it's a fantasy. It's the last thing I want to fucking think about is this man's sexual sexcapades. So me reading them, I legitimately was putting myself in that mood, in, in the zone that I want to get out of myself, you know? And my first start, the, my final read on him was, well, this is grooming. Out of doubt, this is grooming, you know? Um, and, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, the, the thing is, I will say this, though. I don't know if that can be considered sex trafficking. It probably can be. My knowledge of sex trafficking is, you know, once again, it's, my knowledge is limited. Um, I did do, a, I actually wrote a paper in college about it. Because I actually have a comic book that started off based on um, talking about sex trafficking, actually. And um, and talking to a couple of victims um, of sex trafficking. So my, my knowledge is limited as far as just, like, what de- the definition can technically be. Because I've heard some stories, some, uh, amazing stories from people, victims. And these, these women were sex trafficked all around the world. I've never heard of sex trafficking being in, in within the city, but... But it can be a thing. I know that. I just I think it depends on the states and the laws and stuff like that. Like I know, example, uh, if you live in Maryland, and you take a person uh, through the Virginia line without them without consent, that's sex trafficking because that's the laws in those states. I don't know how every state's laws work though, so that's why I want to be careful with how I speak here. Um, but it sounds like grooming. I don't know if they. I don't know if they could hit them with sex trafficking. Him with sex trafficking, but it could. It, they could hit him with something though. But this is definitely grooming. And then like all these messages in a row. Now once again, you know we're seeing this person's side of things, and the only time you see this person message back is when she says, "Hey babe, I'm kind of sore. When I'm ready, I'll let you know." But it sounds like she was letting these people run trains on her with everything. Um, this is. Uh, for the diehard WWE fans, everyone knows I'm a diehard wrestling fan. For the diehard WWE fans, I don't know how much this will affect them. Because WWE can do no wrong in their eyes, you know? Um, the same thing I would say for any diehard, for any company, you know? Um, this is not a good look before... Think about this. Tomorrow night, the Royal Rumble will take place. This is the official start of WrestleMania season. If you think about it. 
Tomorrow is the official start of their best season of the year. They've had one of the greatest announcements in company history about the streaming deal for Raw. You have Dwayne The Rock Johnson now on the board of directors. It's a big deal. So I, I don't know exactly what to say to, 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 to that, except be careful what you guys say on social media. Just be respectful. I know that's a... <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard ask, but if you were going to talk about this story, read those messages. And I, I, I would, I almost, I, I, I hate the term. Put my shoes on. Put that person's shoes on. It's the only thing I can think of right now, though, because I don't know what else to say. Disgusted is kind of a word for it. F these are him. F this. F these are him. F these messages are actually him texting. Wow. Um. But look here. When you are the boss, there's a reason why. A lot of times, a lot of companies don't want fraternization. Let me take you guys a quick story. Well, probably, I don't know how quick it's going to be, but um, this may go a little longer, may go short. I don't fucking know. But if you're here listening, it's because you are a fan of the show. So I thank you for stopping by. Um, I was working for a company one time. Uh, I'm going to tell you two different stories, actually. The first story, I was working for a company one time. And by the time I got hired, fraternization was okay. Because I was working with people who are living together, couples, whatever. And I was like, man, this is kind of like all out in the open. You know, usually you have to kind of hide it. And even if people admit that they're fucking or they're dating, it's like very hush, hush, hush. And someone told me, hey, man, they, they apparently like four or five years prior, they were firing everybody. And then they realized, okay, we're firing people for fraternization. That's cool. They're going to listen to our policy. So technically they're wrong. But I guess one day one of the big bosses came into work and his first shift was bare. His first shift was supposed to have a minimum of 100 people working because uh, this was in the TV field. And he only had 45, which means and it was and he had three shows going in three separate studios. For those of you guys who have never worked in television before, like when you have that many shows going, you need production assistance. You, you need camera people, you need producers, you need a litany of people. It's, it's not just the anchors. It's a whole, it's a village to raise that, uh, to raise that army, to do that show. And he walked in and said, we got to change something. We got, we have to work on something. Like, this is unacceptable. Like, they couldn't even run the three shows and they ended up canceling one for like a week. And they had to rehire people. And hiring, depending on what company is, the, the hiring process takes about three grand. Which you would think to a, a major company, it's not a big deal. But actually, the manpower, the three grand, the manpower is the most invaluable thing with all that paperwork. That's why a lot of companies now, if you guys haven't noticed, or if you're not in the work field yet, a lot of companies now are like, yo, let's just go through a temp service. And then when they transfer over to being our employee, the temp service will already have, already have their information they just sent to us. Or we do maybe two or three pieces of paper as far as like they want insurance. If now they have to go through direct deposit with us, you know, stuff like that. But it's not the the full kitten and caboodle, right? Do people still use that term? Well, anyways, I remember like they, I was just so surprised at how open everything was. And, like they're having couples in the same shifts and they're kissing. I was like, that was different. I don't now make this clear. I don't give two flying bleeps. Uh, I just thought it was, it was different from what I was used to, you know, and so. Uh, I see now. I was like, "Oh wow, that's that's interesting. That's an interesting thing." So now, fast forward to another job I had, where it was just open. I mean, everybody was. I mean, everybody was smashing. It was like, "Wow, this is everyone was touching." This is in the warehouse field too. I was not used to in the warehouse field. 
one, you have limited women. And the women that you do have usually ain't dating any grunts in the warehouse, right? But you have a lot of touching, a lot of this, a lot of that. And I'm just like, yo, like, this is crazy right now. So, like, I, I was in this, I didn't stay with this company for long. I stayed probably stayed for like two months. And I was talking to one of the big bosses one day. And I just said, hey, this is like, I'm not trying to start shit, but I'm just curious. And he was like, what? Does this ever bother you? You being the big man that everyone's kind of fucking? <laughs> he was like, it bothers me. But you know what also bothers me? I was like, what? If the money's not coming in. It's like I had times where money wasn't coming in because we had all these rules. The rules are, if these people are here cause, and, they're, and they're here with their significant other and they're working, they're making money, I'm making more money. I guess, look here, I'm not knocking you, big baby. You, you, you heard me? You know, so I, I just was like, oh, okay, interesting. But there's so many other companies that I'm telling you, you can't make comments, no touching, like it's a big freaking deal, you know? Like it should be. And so I've seen when bosses have that power and they're asking women out below them. Like, what are these women going to say? Me being a guy. I've been hit on by my boss, you know, um, female. And I love how when people say, oh, I would love to bang my teacher, right? That's a cool thing. But you have to realize how much power you don't have in that situation. Like, it's easy to say, well, this is a fantasy. It, it, let me make this perfectly clear. It was never one of my fantasies. But I remember being in that position before, and I was like, man, I, it's a little awkward, you know? Like, And she hit on me, and she knew I put my two-week notice in. Actually, no, I put my month notice in, actually, because I, I wanted to give them enough time to find somebody to replace me because the job treated me well. And so I was like, okay, cool. And very attractive woman. She was lovely to me, absolutely lovely to me. And I remember, like, Saying, yeah, we should. Just because what are you going to say in that moment? Turn them down? Yeah, good luck with that. You know? So I, I understand. You know, I, I do. And I understand why rules are in place. I really do. Um, anyways, I guess my main point I want to get to in this 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 show was just to say, hey, one, I, I'm definitely not talking about this um, on Monday. Like, I'm actually going to review the Rumble myself. And then I'm going to bring JT on at some point in time next week. We don't have a date figured out yet or time, but we're going to then work on at the time for us to drop another episode next week where I'm going to get his thoughts on the Rumble and kind of just listen to him. And if he wants to talk about this, he is more than welcome to. Like, I don't, we don't, there's no, me and JT talk about all this stuff. We actually um, message each other a lot, whether it's via Instagram or our numbers. Uh, so we talk about everything in wrestling. So if it's what he wants to talk about, I'm all for it. If it's not, trust me, I'm all for it as well, but this is not, this is an absolute horrible look, I know some people tell me his legacy, fuck his legacy, dude, <laughs> seriously, that is the last, I've never once thought about his legacy, because at this point in time, his legacy has always been cemented as the guy who took wrestling to the mainstream, that's cool, right, but this now, it's like, it's like when I think of Ben Roethlisberger, former uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, a great quarterback, a part of this man's legacy is sexual assault charges he caught, or whatever those charges were. You know, now what Now what do you think about him? Does it affect him? Can you... Because some people can't even watch a Chris Benoit match. Can you guys watch WWE now because of these things? I don't know. That's, that, that, that's every person's own um, uh, cross to bear, you know? Um, but anyways, I, I want to re I want to give my plain my pure thoughts now that it's not as raw as it was yesterday. I don't know how people took it. Um, I didn't know how to take it. 
that's why I wanted to record. Because I was like, man, like, it's I'm, because the writer in me, everything, like, a lot of times, like, I take such pristine notes or I have these things all in my head that I, I know I'm going to say. I, I It feels refreshing uh, for me to be like, no, I don't know what I, how I feel about this. And that's okay. You know, one of the most powerful things for me was when I was talking to a, a, a former friend of uh, no, not former, a friend of mine. He has since passed away. Uh, and... I remember one time we're talking, having a conversation. We're going back and forth. And finally, like, an hour into the conversation, I say, big homie, just say it. you don't know. It's okay. I don't think anything less than people that say that. I say I don't know a whole effing lot. You heard me? And he was like, he was quiet for a second. And then he was like, no, I guess that, I guess I was trying to avoid that. You're right. You don't know. You don't know. Uh, the Washington Post, the, the, the paper, they have a saying, if you get it, you get it. And... It's like one of those situations where, for me, it's just like, okay. It's okay. I've learned a long time ago. If I don't know something, I don't know. Like, people ask me all the time. When I worked in the restaurant business, people would ask me all the time, like, hey, uh, they would leave the restaurant. They'd hit me up. Hey, man, has it gotten busier? I'm like, I don't know, bro. Like, I'm the wrong one to ask. You know, like, my, my, I keep uh, ledgers on how much I make. And I'm like, yo, I, my money's been pretty consistent. So, I don't, I'm the wrong person to ask because I don't. When I when I would be, when I was a server, bartender, or whatever, I didn't really judge people. At first, when you get in the industry, you listen to other people, and oh man, these people don't. T-. And there, yeah, there is something to um, certain cultures that don't tip, you know. And there's something to certain women. There's something to men. men. There's there's some some things are just true that just whatever, right? But for me, I'm just like, look here, man. They're gonna tip. They're gonna tip. If not, then. Whatever, whatever the bleep, right? So, for me, I just go on about my business and I try to treat everybody. This, I don't try. I do treat everybody the same. Uh, unfortunately, we we have a culture of not all. That's not always reciprocated as it should be, right? So, anyways, I got my me off my soapbox and the rants over. Those are my thoughts. Um, as I said, once I get JT on next week, if he wants to talk about this, he is absolutely more than welcome to. I will probably have nothing to say. Um, but I, my main focus from here on out will be the Royal Rumble as we are officially now heading into the season of WrestleMania. Think about the next four months. We have the Rumble. We have Elimination Chamber. WWE 2K24 is dropping. Sting's retirement is happening. Sting versus Darby Allen for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Nick Nemeth is now in TNA, and he is going to have the run of his life. We have so many good things to look forward to that I want to just focus on that. So thank you guys for listening again. I am the Slow Chemical. This is I See Things a Little Differently. And now that I think about it, this won't be a special. It'll just be another episode, and you guys will... uh. Be good. So, anyways, I'm out, guys. Talk to you guys on Monday.